Blog Talk Radio. And I'm joined by Larry Goodman. And Larry, um, though this may um, look different in post-production, as of now, we're just going to roll into our interview with Drew Blood. Can you give him an introduction, please? Yeah. We're now joined by one of the most entertaining people in Georgia wrestling. Uh, And he will be... In Monroe, Georgia, this Saturday night is part of Southern Fried Show. We're, we're joined now by Mr. Drew Blood. Welcome to the Tipping Point. What's going on, guys? Hey, Drew. Thanks for being so flexible and rolling with us here. Um, <laughs> I, I got to ask, um, so I asked Larry previously, um, so what are you doing? You're involved in a tag match. Uh, please tell us about Crossroads. Tell us about this tag match. Tell us what brought this about and what's going to happen. What can we expect to see? Well, basically, Bill Barron's, you know, agent to the star, singular, um, has got two Savannah <laughs> boys that he met at his, uh, you know, at his country club or whatever. So he's, he's I guess he's going to try to make a couple more. And so, yeah, we somehow we're, we're still, we are baffled as to why we're even involved in what is essentially a babysitting match for two guys you know, with a combined weight of 150 pounds and a combined age of 12 and a half. So I guess, you know, they look good in a pair of shorts. I saw the David Manders and Todd Sexton. Yes, go ahead. You got to admit, these guys have great hair. They've got great hair. They do. And that's that's what I was getting to, Larry. I appreciate That is part of the problem. See, I talked to David Manders and said, David, we are some of the biggest stars. We are the biggest stars that you have, some of the biggest stars in the state. Why are we babysitting Bill Barron's Cabana Boys? And they said, "Well, we're trying to increase our demographic." I said, "David, you don't even know what that means. What is it? What are you talking about?" <laughs> he said, "Well, we're trying to get in here. You know, some of the young girls—they really like these two guys, and the, and they really appeal to these young girls." I said, "David, you have the two sexiest beefcakes in the history of wrestling coming out every mm. show." You have the girls mm. screaming every show. The, well, I shouldn't say. The girls might not be screaming, but the women are. So you've got the women mm. screaming for JB Enterprises. So that's basically, it's just going to be, uh, you know, taking on some little boys. I mean, I, I hate to do it. But, I mean, Bill Barron's, he's calling some favors with Todd. I guess, you know, Todd probably owes him some money. So we're we're having to do this match. But I'm not, I don't, I'm not really expecting a whole lot out of it. Got some special stuff planned to sort of, like, make up stuff, you know the mercy killing that will occur after the bell rings. What's the, that is what's one the, of many assuming, 
Drew, assuming things go as you say they're going to go, assuming that you can you can beat these guys handily, what's the next step for JB Enterprises and you specifically? Um, well, Where do you I mean, see if things we, going? If, you know, if plans, you know, go like they're supposed to, we will maintain the tag team belts. Uh, we are looking, you know, we pretty much wrapped up the tag team scene there in Southern Pride, so uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of, like, doing some singles, but still maintaining those tag team belts, trying to juggle both balls. You know, we have to do a lot to help. Look, look, I'm here. Where's Todd, right? Who knows? He's at a toy convention somewhere. He's watching some kind of Japanese wrestling on his computer. Where's David Manders? Who knows, right? Babbling about football to some. Who knows? Drew Blood and JB Enterprises has to take up the promotional duties of the freaking bookers and the owners, right? So we're probably going to end up having to run concessions at the end of it. We're probably going to end up selling somebody else's T-shirts because we're the ones that keep this thing afloat. So who knows after the match? It'll be whatever Southern Fried requires, must essentially, Stephen. You know how this thing, these things go. Well, yeah. you know, you. Drew, that – that brings to mind that, you know, when you lost your uh, deal with uh, your feud with Todd Sexton, you were going to be taking some time off, but you didn't, you didn't stay away very long. Well, I mean, did you see the attendance after? It, was just, it just plummeted, Larry. I think you reported they had six people at a show one time. And so I had to come back to save Southern Fried, essentially. You know, I had Todd through many mediaries because he had too much pride to actually call me himself. But it would be like, are you, are you sure you don't want to, you know, rethink your time off, rethink your time off? So finally, you know, we came to a, a financial arrangement that brought me back. Okay. As these things go. And look, since, you know, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, when the previous booker left, there was, and we were averaging about 150 show, Right. Drew Blood, Todd Sexton on top for about a year through the headline, three of the biggest shows of the year. Then we go in, New Year. It's always a little funky at New Year, but then we come back. We've been averaging, you know, 275 to 3-plus since then. So I want you to – there's a common denominator, Larry, in all those shows. Well, that you know, shit. there's no that doubt that Southern Fried is on fire and the attendance has been very good. Now, how much credit Drew, Drew Blood should get for that is another story. Well, I'll but... share it with JB Enterprises. I'll share the credit. I'll get some. I'll give Todd a couple of crumbs. He does put some guys in the right spot. So, you know, we can tip our hats to Todd. Tip our hats to David Manders, who pretty much just stays out of the way and does nothing. As he should. So you know, we can we can tip our hats to a couple people, but we need to make sure that the the lion's share of the credit goes to Doctor Brock, Drew Blood, Brian Kane, and Tetsu Mikuchi. Drew, I have one more question specifically. So you've you've been there, like you said, you were there when the crowds were lower, and then through your hard work and many others, you've now gotten the crowds up much higher. Yes. Is the demographic of who comes to the shows different, truly different? Like when you look out in the audience and what do you see? Do you see kind of like more of the it's, – it's like, well, it was 150 people of whatever demographic, and now it's just more of them? Or are you getting this different is, people in? Are you getting more women, that kind of thing? It's actually – and this is, you know, this is a shoot right here. Um, I watch very carefully, and I think more carefully than probably some of the people that should be to see what's going on as far as the crowds go. And what has always been sort of the case is Southern Pride's had essentially two crowds. 
and they only merged for the big shows. That's why the big shows would have so many is because both crowds kind of came at the same time. So you would get essentially different crowds like alternating shows. So we come out, maybe these people come every other show and these people come every other show. That has started to merge. So you're getting both crowds coming, which is actually good because what you're getting is people, instead of skipping a show, they're coming to every show. Then you are expanding the demographic. There is those people have brought people who have continued to come. And that's been a big part of it. And that's actually where, in all honesty, JB Enterprises can get a lot of the credit because a lot of the people that have were like our fans, they're the ones bringing people. And that's sort of like, so we're getting probably more cheers than we should be right now. But um, anyway, that's really kind of what's going on as a, as a general rule. Then you have some very, very popular people. Jacob Ashworth is extremely popular. Um, Icross is doing very well. So you do have a lot of, like, stars, really, that are – I think they're presented as stars there better than probably they are in other promotions. Is my I'll agree with you on that. Do, do you work any other promotions now, Drew, except Southern Fried? No, no, I have a busy life, busy and full existence, so I have time for one place. So I just kind of – and as long as they let me kind of do what I want to do and be who I want to be – and that's where I'll continue to go. And if they don't, I don't think I'd really have that hard of a time saying, well, wrestling's been fun. But, um, yeah, I mean, right now it's, you know, I get – I tell them they pay me with fun. I mean, they obviously pay me, but that's really the, the main thing is if I kind of don't get a say in what I'm going to do, especially like entrance-wise, I'm just not going to come. But I don't well, have to really fight with God about that. Speaking of fun and the entrances – I'm I'm curious how much I mean you always seem to come up with something new and different that and entertaining. How much of that is spontaneous and how much of that is pre pre planning? Um, it's uh, I mean what it, I think I'm I'm not talking about this with somebody, but I don't plan it to be like funny. What I really do is plan is like I think of Drew Blood as a character. Drew Blood is like Buzz Lightyear. He is he thinks he's a space ranger even though he's just a toy. Right, but he you can't convince he's delusional, right? So he, he, he thinks right, he thinks he's the greatest wrestler of all time, he's most popular, that's what he thinks. But the reality is much different, right? And so you really you've got everybody like, You're just a toy, you're not a space ranger. But um so that's I always try to think of it from there, like like what would Buzz Lightyear do? Why well, he's gonna make this ridiculous entrance, he's gonna think things are a spaceship that aren't and that kind of stuff. So like Drew Blood obviously thinks everything he's involved with is the most the most important thing that's ever happened, the biggest thing that's ever happened. How would he bond to that? And so in his delusional way, it's just sort of like how do I come up with this stuff? And I believe everything should have a story. So if Todd doesn't give me one explicitly, I'm going to create one myself. And I try to make the interests and everything go with that. So I've got one plan that should be pretty damn good this weekend. So <laughs> hopefully if it all goes the plan, which it seldom does, but um, but that's really, I mean, it's just sort of that, like, what am I going to, like, uh, I had Xander Ramon, it was just sort of like, you're going to wrestle Xander Ramon, I was like, well, why, what for, so I got the freedom to kind of create this whole thing where I went around town and was interviewing people to try to get him a job, saying he was never going to be able to have a job, like, after I wrestled him, he needed a job, and I had all these local people, like, refusing to hire him and all this stuff, so I bought him a car wash kit. You know, but I, you know, and I came out to car wash and I did all that stuff. But that was just sort of like, what? That's what the story was. And that's where that comes from. I, Drew, I know that you know clearly you consider yourself to be the most important part of the show. 
Saturday night. But yes. what else Obviously. might we expect to see at Crossroads besides yeah. you? I actually had a tall card because the poster is not clear. So we'll start no, from it's the not. top. We have, yeah, <laughs> we have the ghost of Griff Garrison, which I don't know if that's foreshadowing or what there. But um, we have Ike Cross, a part of the illustrious Cross wrestling family. Everybody asks, what's the greatest wrestling family? And I say it's the Cross family because there is at least one Cross in every indie promotion in the United States. So um, <laughs> they have, they're of all ilks and colors and ethnicities. They're everywhere. It's, a, it's an American family that has dominated the wrestling scene. So Ike Cross is that Cross representative here at Southern Fried. And he'll be going against our own, Tyson Mikuchi, who has destroyed him thus far. And that should be um, an exciting match because Ike is an up-and-coming talent. He's very big and athletic, but so is Tetchy. We have, uh, of course, Todd always inserts himself into the big shows, right? So he's got him and his boyfriend, Bloodsy Moore, um, his, his boyhood pal. They used to sleep over in tents and all that stuff. And they're going against Adrian Hawkins, one of my personal favorites, and Kenji Brea in a grudge match. Now, I don't know what the grudge is except perhaps that they're jealous that Adrian – is by far the superior wrestler. But that will be uh, something to see. It's always interesting to see Todd come back out of retirement, you know, whether it's the first time or the 750,000. So he always does a pretty good job. Uh, we have Billy Buck um, asking for another beatdown from Michael Judas, another one of my personal favorites. So um, I don't know why Billy, Billy Buck was absolutely destroyed the last time they ran me like – left as a Greek spot in the ring. So I'm not exactly sure why that he's signed back up for this. Um, perhaps he was the only one. Perhaps there's some brain damage there that we need to examine prior to the match. But he'll be going against Michael Judas. Um, and wherever there's a Judas, there is potentially a Hollis. Uh, of course, Corey Hollis doesn't go by the regular rules of wrestling. So we don't know where he's at. He's hard to get in touch with. He doesn't have traditional management and representation. So who knows where he is or when he'll show up or if he'll show up. Then we have the U.K. title, and this is with a D, T-I-D-A-L, as in the Tides. The U.K. title title, I don't know what else this is, the title title championship, the title title, with Sugar Dunkerton coming back from overseas, good, uh, you know, local boy made good, and he's going to come back and he'll be defending that title against Strip Nine, who won a four-way to get a title shot for the title with a D belt. And then we have us. So that's the – I think there are some – and also appearings. I was not given the details on those, but there will be some also appearings. Um, I believe Adrian – um, Dan Ramon. Uh, I believe I saw Johnny Nixon's name on there. So there yep. are some also appearings that I have no idea what they'll also be appearing doing. Nice. And that's the rundown. Very good. Sounds like fun. It should be. It should be a good time. And they have a meet and greet at, from 545 to about 630. So for an extra five bucks, you can come in, meet your favorite wrestlers. We've not been invited to that, so I don't know how many people are actually going to show up. But we'll be there in hiding, and they can request to see JV Prizes if they would like. <laughs> oh, before we let you go, uh, Drew, I had a message from our second guest, um, Tyson Dean, because I'd said that he had, he was going to be late. And I said, well, we could probably get you to stay on longer. He said, well, that shouldn't be an issue to get Drew to talk. So you no, should just tell him be. hello for me. No, no. Uh, well, I, you never. know, I, you know, I've been Tyson. I've had our uh, go rounds a few times, but uh, he's someone that I've got a lot of time for. He's been doing well for himself, so I hope uh, he's got good news to share once I'm off the line. 
absolutely. <laughs> All right, Adrian, guys. Thank you. Thank you for being on. And uh, so Crossroads got a, you know, we October have to meet beforehand. Yes. October 6th, God, Saturday, coming up so fast. At the uh, boys best and of girls luck club. in your match. I know, I know you think you don't need it, but I still wish you the best of luck in well, your match. Well, you know, I'll take whatever I can get, Stephen, so I'll certainly take that. That just adds, you know, you know, more mojo coming my way. So I don't, you know, poor those poor boys, but that's going to be on Bill. So, you know, Bill has enough on his conscience, I guess. That's just one more thing to add. <laughs> well, fantastic, well, Drew. Best of luck, and uh, and Larry, are you going to be at Crossroads? I love putting Larry on the spot. Are you going to be there? Oh yeah, I'm going to be a I'm going to be at Crossroads. Oh, I would not want yeah, to you've miss missed the past like ten shows. Well, I won't. I won't stuff. miss I this one. Okay. What would Larry say? And then I'm like, oh, he's not here. And I was like, man, I just spent like four hundred dollars on this entrance, and Larry is not even going to be able to promote it. Oh well, nice. So maybe. Spent twenty bucks on hookers now, so now you'll be there. I will be there. <laughs> I will be there to see this, sir. Thanks right. for rolling with our technical difficulties, Smith. Absolutely, guys. You'll have a good one. See you Saturday. Oh, All right. Bye bye. We're uh, we are going to go right to our second guest, who's been waiting patiently to come on the air. He is the uh, the monster killer himself in WrestleMerica. From the Good Brothers Dojo as well, Tyson Dean, welcome to the Tipping Point. Thank you, guys. How are you all doing tonight? Doing, doing well. Doing great, doing Tyson. Doing great. I don't really um, so, <laughs> Larry, I'm going to let you lead here because, you know, you we, before the show started, uh, Larry was talking about the big show that happened recently and some of the sort of backstage grumblings. And he said that, you, uh, Larry, you said that Tyson had a really great philosophical response. So I'll let you, let, let you go ahead and lead with the first question. Well, yeah. So I don't, I don't know how much you wanted to delve into this, uh, Tyson, but I just mentioned that, you know, it was, it was a good show and, and that, but that there was some grumbling from local guys about not getting paid. And as a local guy who worked the show, I just wondered what your kind of like what your perspective on that was. Well, I mean, my understanding going into it when I talked to Frank was, um, you know, he wasn't sure what the budget was going to allow and everything. Um, I had that date week that weekend open, and so I told him I was willing to bet on myself and see how I did with um, merchandise, and I still did okay. Um, walked out with a pretty decent payday and everything, even um, with the issues that, that did take place. And that's, you know, the, anytime a promoter runs a venue like that, they've got a lot of money, you know, on the line and everything. So, I mean, I felt for them to put on a show like that and for it not to pay off for them. Yeah, and I, you know, my understanding is that until this one, all the other, this previous superstar shows, they all lost money. And um, oh, really? This is, yeah, that this was the first time that they, and, and not that they made a lot of money, but that they did not wind up in the red. The other ones were all pretty bad in the red, is from from what I understand. So I don't, oh. I don't begrudge them that part of it. Um, it was just interesting to me that people, that, well, I guess. 
the way I understood it is that, as you just said, people weren't promised they were going to get paid, and then some of the ones who weren't promised to get paid wound up not getting paid. Yeah, um, yeah. The only thing that that I was and not I, I was angry is not the word or anything agitated. I would say was that it took you know it took quite a while to to realize hey there's nothing there. I mean if it uh-huh. had been realized earlier. You know, they're like, all right, well, like I said, I did okay on that end and uh, packed up and went on for the night. Well, let's move on to more pleasant topics. Um, WrestleMerica. <laughs> um, right. You got a show coming up there, what, a week, week Saturday? And uh, lucky for you, you don't have to face Michael Judas this time. <laughs> yeah, Drew Vordell Walker this time. Lucky me. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> guy who's shaking hands with—it's like shaking hands with ham cans, canned ham. <laughs> I love that guy. I mean, he's a good dude. First time I ever shook hands with him, I was like, "Those are gonna hurt me in a little bit." And he did not disappoint. <laughs> but that'll be a change yeah, of face. That'll be a guy closer to my size, you know, that can get in there and wrestle with instead of just fighting for my life like it's been lately. Uh, Tyson, you know, you're a guy that's been around and I think really grown up and really sort of figured it out, and you clearly have a mind for wrestling. And, I mean, you've seen them all, and you've seen them come and go. And and um, what is your opinion about WrestleMerica, how they're doing, and, um, you know, the scene in general? It just seems to be a very strange time in Georgia wrestling in general. You know, you have a lot of places that are sort of like, like, you know, swinging for the fences and missing. You have other pe- people like with these huge aspirations to do shows in multiple towns and all this kind of stuff. Like, where do you see things shaking out, and what do you see WrestleMerica's Wrestle place in all of it? It's, um, you know, whenever, whenever Dennis and Ben first took it over, it was, it was in a rough spot, you know, but he's, He's done a – they have done a really good job of letting the talent um, speak up and voice voice their opinions and, and have input and building a, a good base roster to get people coming back to, um, to see the guys that are going to be steadily on those cards and telling good stories that get people emotionally involved to um, – to where they're looking forward to, to coming back and seeing what's next. And it's, uh, um, I, you know, I really didn't realize it until Larry pointed it out in one of his articles, and it's a roster full of big guys. I mean, there's a there's a, um, there's a handful of, like, I guess you'd call the juniors or cruisers and everything that, that do a phenomenal job doing what they do. But for some of the older southern, southern wrestling kind of crowd i think they really get to see what they want through this um through the storytelling and just kind of a throwback with some of the bigger guys that they use and the crowds have been increasing the numbers have been coming up so i mean i've been i've been proud to be a part of it and um looking forward to more of it well you know i'm really with you on that uh tyson the that's that one it's the bigger guys but also it has more of that throwback Southern wrestling feel to it that you can't find in very many places uh, anymore. Um, 
I don't know if I mentioned on here, I've mentioned several people, one of the highlights of my year was getting thrown out of the locker room there by Dennis Gale um, <laughs> because he doesn't want any people in his locker room. You know, he doesn't, you know, and I thought, well, Jesus, nobody does, nobody's like that anymore, you know. I mean, he didn't want any unknown oh, yeah. people coming back there. He's big on it, man. Mm. I mean, like he, uh, after the first, the first match with Judas, and uh, he came to me and uh, he said, he said, son, did it again. That was a hell of a fight. He goes, well, I appreciate that. And he goes, I got one thing. I said, okay. And with Dennis, I love Dennis, but you never know what's coming out whenever he says, I got one thing. Um, he goes, son, if your wife's going to be here, you're being a fight like that. That girl's got to look like she loves you. There's got to be more concern. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll pass that along. I said, hell, I probably didn't take the trash out before I left, so she was probably glad to see what I was getting. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> but, it was, you know, I mean, the second one, though, when we did the second match that, you know, that you were at, and that's still um, – Ben sent me the link of that a while ago, and I, I want to go back and watch it for myself because leaving, leaving that night, that's, that's one of my favorite matches that I've, that I've ever had, just the emotion and everything after the match and uh, that people really – got that emotionally invested. I mean, there was people, you know, kids crying, guys wanting to fight Judas, women screaming. I mean, that's not an exaggeration, Steve. I mean, Larry can yeah. account for that. It, it was amazing. And it just, it, I was, I was really proud to uh, be a part of that. It, yeah. Steve, it was like a trip back in time in terms of the emotional involvement of the fans, you just, I just don't, you just don't get that kind of emotional involvement very often anymore. Uh, they were just totally right. pulled into it and crushed when uh, Mr. Dean just wound up on the short end at the end, at the end of the match. They're just getting destroyed. It was just terrible. Just we kids, you know, crying and stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, Tyson, you've, uh, you, you know. I, I mean, you and I actually go back years. I don't. I don't think a lot of people realize, like when we were doing like yeah. the MGCW versus PCW yeah. stuff. Um, you, you know, they're, they're, God, it's forever ago. It seems like, uh, and and you know, you've seen them. You've seen them come and go. You've seen a lot of promotions come and go, and you've established yourself. I mean, you know, you had that one-hour match with Jimmy Rave. I mean, I mean, you've really put yourself yeah. on the map. What's I mean, this is. I mean, I'm not going to ask your age, but uh, you know, you're you're already. Uh, I mean, what's next for you? Like, where do you see yourself transitioning? How does the Good Brothers Dojo sort of work into this? And uh, where do you see your, what do you see yourself doing in like two or three years down the road? Are you still going to be wrestling for the promotions in a similar way that you do now? Um, what's what's up for you? Well. Um... I just turned 41 in August, and uh, so that's something I think about a lot. I mean, initially I'd said that 40, at 40 I was done, but then I got to 40, and there's so many opportunities in wrestling right now, and age isn't necessarily a handicap anymore. And so um, you know, we've been reaching out to some of the larger 
promotions and everything, see about um, me possibly getting on with them. Not WWE large, but you know, below that. And um, seeing what might be there for me. And then um, the, the Good Brothers Dojo has been something that's really lit a fire in me because getting to I've always I've always kind of had coaching as a passion and um, so getting to work with the kids and and pass that on and that's that's one of the things that Luke and I talked about early on was that we wanted to make it to where you know it, it was affordable for them it wasn't just a hey come in and let's hustle your money and if you make it you make it and if you don't you don't I mean he and I both have been super fortunate that to get to learn from some of the best people in wrestling. And um, we want to pass that on. And, and hopefully, you know, we, we've got some talent there that's promising, especially uh, some of the girls that we've got coming in. We've got some really athletic girls that, you know, that's one of the things. They're, they're, they don't train any different than the guys. And we've told them they're not going to learn to wrestle like, like girls. They're going to learn how to wrestle. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, where that can go, and hopefully we, you know, we have a someone that comes out of there that's a big name. So that's one avenue that I'll have whenever um, my schedule tapers off. And then, um, yes, go ahead and talk about it. We've got a a show starting up called uh, Lariato Pro Wrestling Guild, and that's something that I kicked around for quite a while. I've got some guys that are. Um, financial backers and um, then the coaches at the dojo where you know, we've got um, myself and Mike Taylor and Iceberg and Fry that um, and then our network of people that we all know um, each of us reaching out to different avenues we have that we've we've already booked several dates and have several more that will most likely be booked in the next couple of weeks. And so it's, that's been really exciting to see how fast that's taken off. And it's almost a, it's almost to a point now where I don't want to do what you see so many people do where they, they um, start a show and then they get a few dates quickly and a thing spins out of control where they don't take the time to nurture it and let it, let it grow organically you know, it gets too big too fast. So that's been my thing is kind of, you know, all this is awesome, but let's rein it in a little bit and um, and make sure we've got all the pieces in place because if, not if, when we deliver the, the show that we've got in mind, it's going to be something special. It's going to be, you have a different look than um, a lot of the wrestling shows in Georgia. You know, not basing it off names or anything like that, having a good core um, roster of guys, given a place where um, as our students develop and they're, they're ready to work on a good quality show that we'll give them a platform to perform on. So um, I'm hoping that works well enough that whenever, you know, if and when my wrestling ends, I can go, you know, stick on with the coaching and, and have a, have a show to learn more of the business side of it. Are um, you at liberty to reveal a show date yet for that? Is that is it that far along, Tyson? Yeah, yeah. Our, um, we've actually got 
so November 3rd will be at Henry County High School. That's our that's our first show. Oh, nice. And, um, yeah, that's, I'm pretty excited about that, A, because it's our first show. So, I mean, it's I'm super excited about that. And then, B, it's like 12 minutes from my house. It's almost like getting the – I'm as excited about having something like that as I was with PCW was in Porterdale. That was 10 minutes door to door. Um <laughs> Then we've got November 17th in Jackson, Georgia. We've got um, February uh, February 9th. Oh, let me pull my calendar up. Is that one? February 9th is slipping me off the top of my head. Um, February, golly. Oh, February 9th is either going to be in Locust Grove or Stockbridge. That'll be um, be one for for the Special Olympics. So that that's you know I'm pretty excited about that. That's pretty cool. And then um, February 16th in Warner Robins. So those are the dates we've got so far, wow. and then we're working uh, getting some some dates together for December and January this week. Excellent. Yeah, it's um, nice. and that's something that yeah, I mean it's it's been cool. It was like it started off just kicking around ideas and talking, and then it was well, all right, you know, we've got the resources, we've got a an excellent group of people there that all know wrestling and everything, and I mean, uh, got. Mike Taylor, that's got a ton of experience. He'll be on hand to to wrestle and agent matches. You got Iceberg to um, kind of see his his role being like the locker room general. Because a everybody looks up to and respects Berg, and b who's going to argue with him? Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, myself, Fry, um, Scotty, you know, it'd be it's cool, man. It's, it's been, it's, it, the, through the school and now I'm excited about Larry Etto starting up. It's, it's really made me a lot more excited for wrestling. The kids get me a lot more excited than I was before just because, um, I mean, there's lots of times we're in there working out and, um, Mike has such a, a dry, sarcastic way of how he delivers things that it, it cracks me up and, uh, but there's a lot of times he'll say stuff or he'll show stuff to the kids and and I'll go, hang on, do that again, and that always pops fry because he get he says all right, well, whatever whatever you guys are learning, don't try to use it because that means he's stealing it. So, <laughs> with it. Hmm. Well, I mean it's it's nice to see more um, shows coming to the, that part of the state. I mean Wrestle America is a once a month and AWN is twice a month there's certainly plenty of room and plenty of dates available for other shows so that's that's nice to see that happening for you guys yeah and i mean we're trying we're making sure that we stay out of like we don't want to get into any kind of thing where it's you know people running on top of each other and being respectful of um of other people's areas and their their dates and and so forth um you know speaking of awm that's a show that um Syndicate has started helping out with, and um, through that, AWN's made some big improvements. 
over the yeah. uh, over the past couple of months. I was down there um, Friday and worked with one of our students in his first match, and um, I think I'll be there. Well, after the last time, I told David I'd be there as much as he wanted me to be there because I uh, told him more of that, and um, since they're helping out with it, it's they're making some big improvements. I know the building looks a lot better. Um, yeah, I always used to joke that imagine imagine a backfire would have improved that building at one point. Yeah. <laughs> well. You know, Tyson, you want to be careful because I heard you guys are you're going to run that show in Warner Robins, and you know this the Rampage relaunch that I've been hearing about for five years <laughs> may spring up on you. So be be really yeah. careful, man. You know, so. <laughs> everybody will be at that, and I'll be standing alone. Yeah, you'll be ass out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but man, it's it's so great. Like, um, man, you're just doing so well and you're really making great inroads on stuff. And I mean, you should be proud of yourself, of course, but, uh, best of luck with everything going forward. I mean, I can't, you know, I'd love to have you back on to talk about Larry and I are going to definitely have to do a show. I mean, this year, I don't think a single winner from the awards last year will win this year. I think it's a real, like it's just going to be a whole new frontier of like who the power players are in the state and, and uh, you know, who's really made inroads and guys that seemingly made their debut yesterday, all of a sudden are the top guys and really doing great Uh stuff. So it's going to be a really fascinating time to see what, what shakes down at the end of the year and going forward. Oh yeah, there's a there's a lot of talent. I was listening to you guys talk about the Southern Pride show, and um, it I won't say it's funny to me, but um, it's ironic to me, I guess, how whenever you get a new influx of talent, how you'll start to see that same group in different areas because the Southern Pride show sounded nearly like the same roster that was at Anarchy last weekend. Yeah, and um. There's a lot of talented guys there. I mean, that um, I got to work with Ike Cross, I guess, a month or two ago for the first time at Peach State, and um, he's he's going to be something else. I mean, he's he's a he's a great athlete, got a really good um, real good head on his shoulders. He's easy to get along with. He works well. Um, he's a good looking dude. You know, he's got the look and everything, and. Um, you can make you can name a huge list of young guys now that that fit that bill. So I mean Georgia, I know I've said it before, but I mean Georgia should really be cranking out some talent over the next um, four or five years. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you're one of the guys that are keeping uh, Georgia wrestling in good hands. So thank you for that, and uh, thank you for letting us know everything going on, man. Yeah, sure thing, man. You guys. Uh, you know, I extended the invitation to to Larry. If you're up this if you're up this way for any of those dates, come be our guest, man. I'd like to try for you to check it yeah, out. Yeah, man. You know, February February ninth's my birthday, so you never know where I might turn up. <laughs> <laughs> I hated missing the uh, the last PCW show. Whenever I saw the date, um, or maybe not the last uh, the last for now. 
piece. You right, but certainly the last sacred ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I've gotten to where, I mean, Porterdale had gotten to be, um, especially that outdoor uh, gymnasium. That building had a really cool feeling to it once the once the sun went down and the lights were up and everything. It it really mm-hmm. set the stage. That was a cool venue. Yes, somebody needs to run wrestling there, definitely. I hope someone does. Yeah. Somebody well, thanks again, Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being on, Tyson. Best of luck with everything. Yeah. Thank you, guys. See you later, man. Take care. See you. Bye. Well, Larry, by hook or by crook, we survived another one. Yeah. uh, Hey, one more thing before we cut out here. Uh, This weekend is the debut of Southern Honor Wrestling in Canton uh, with a guest that we had on a while ago, um, Sunny Days, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Dylan Freimeyer. Um, I will say this for uh, Mr. Freimeyer and company. They've assembled some talent. I'll just run down some of the names they've got on this show. Uh, they're bringing in Devin Driscoll from Knoxville. They've got uh, O'Shea Edwards, AC mm-hmm. Mack, Jungle Kings, Lynch, Lynch Mob, Sean Legacy coming in from the Carolinas, Ashton Starr. He's got a nice, uh, nice roster here, and I understand they've got quite a good presale for this show. So, uh, um, should be interesting to see how that goes. And they've got Raven as the special guest for the evening. So, yeah, they, oh. they, it looks like they're going to. They're they're gonna make a splash on this first one, it's so, or so it appears. Nice. Well, you know, the the big wheel keeps on turning, Larry, and wrestling keeps on going, and um, it's an amazing thing to see. And um, we'll be there to report on it, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.